there's two ways to be an entrepreneur, right? One way is to be an entrepreneur is literally to build uh, a great brand, a great business, a, a great company, and then literally let that company make money for you or start a business and become a worker of the business that you start. It's only two ways you can do entrepreneurship. And the former is way better than the latter, right? Because you want to be in that passive seat. You know, you don't want to work really hard for the purpose of you to work all your life, right? You, you're creating something to order for you to have passive income. Perfect. Gibbs, welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things business and investing related. And part of being in business is understanding business credit, as well as financing for your real estate business or for any business that you're tapped into right now. And that's why we have our special guest on the line, all the way from the credit suite, my man, Brandy Williams. What's up, man? What's going on, my brother? I'm doing great, man. Good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm just enjoying life, man. Just taking it one day at a time. Yeah, man. So it's been pretty hot out here, man. Uh, I don't know how it is out in Tampa, but I know here in Car the Carolinas, man, it's it's like 90 degrees every day, man. I mean, I'm getting like skin burn out <laughs> here, man. I know you're used to that in Florida, but uh, yeah, man, it, it's been it's been pretty crazy. But I'm I, I like hot weather. I enjoy the spring and the fall. Mm -hmm. More so than any, because we get we get that balance in the temperature. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's pretty hot, but we're getting a lot done out here, man. But uh, yeah. why don't you Likewise. tell us a little bit about yourself, man? Yeah, um, so I'm um, part of uh, Credit Suite. I'm part of the business and development um, representative there. So um, what we do is we um, provide uh, business financing, and also we uh, offer business credit to those that need it to actually help them build their business credit, for they can be fundable at the time um, that we finished their business credit. But my background is in finance, been doing that for a very long time from investment banking, private equity, and real estate all combined over the last 15 years. Got you, got you, man. So you've been doing this for about 15 years. Uh, did you start off in, I, I know you have a financial background, but did you, I understand you have a, a small real estate history as well. Did you start off doing financing or did you start with the real estate aspect of it? You know what? Actually, I started off uh, in the real estate aspect because when I first started, I was a um, LO. I was a loan officer, a loan originator uh, for a very long time. And then I became a branch manager um, for a um, you know independent um, mortgage company. And then after that, then I went into real estate. Um, so I, you know, this is, you know, way before, you know, this is before 07, 08. And so then I started buying small lots and selling them um, to developers that wanted to develop in certain subdivisions. So I kind of brought certain plots of lots to kind of corner that particular subdivision. Right. Um, and then um, got hired to be a finance director for a, um, a uh, real estate developer at that time that developed um, small, um, um, pretty much what I like to call small subdivisions and also uh, small apartment units that he used to create back in those days. So I became his finance director. You know, it's funny, man. That sounds kind of similar to when I first started. So as you know, I've been in a business since about 2002. Um, a couple years into the business, I became a loan uh, originator as well. 
Uh, I was uh, originating loans in addition to my my real estate business and my real estate agency business. I was working for a firm. But when I moved to Pennsylvania, as I was building my real estate business up in a different state, I started doing loan originations. And I was working in the office for, I want to say maybe a year or two, but it gave me an opportunity to meet other people who wanted to, to sell properties. And that was my main goal. So I was in that office, not necessarily working for the company, but I was, you know, you know how it is, man. You work for yourself when you're a loan originator, just like with, with uh, being a real estate agent. So I was doing all three of those at the same time. And I just brought back some memories when you was talking about it, man. But this was around that 07, 08 era, 09. Uh, A lot of money was being made at that time, man. Right. But um, how did like why did you why did you choose real estate to uh, be a vehicle of income for you when you started? Oh yeah, when I started, I mean, I mean, I think you know when I started, my 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 godmom actually put me on to um, being the LO. So first, I started off doing like loan processing, right? That's how most people kind of start because you want to know how to do the loan processing part first. So I did that for a little bit, then became the LO. And then it was like really just get into real estate because at this at that point everything was cheap. Everything was cheap. Yeah. You could buy a plot a lot, you know, just a little a quarter of an acre for five grand, right? Five, six, seven, eight grand. And so at that time I was 18, 19 years old. And I just took like some of the money I made, you know, just you know, doing LO work, you know. At that time, 18 and 19, making like 90 to like a hundred and some odd thousand dollars living in Florida is a lot of money. And so I just took the money I had and just really just, you know, put 5,000 here, 10,000, 20, 30,000. Next thing you know, I got 10, 15 lots, you know, one area. And that's pretty much how I got into the real estate business. Got you. Got you, man. So you understood uh, how to how to basically take your profits, reinvest and multiply, man. A lot of people don't understand, that, especially being that young, man. You know, when I was 19 years old, I wasn't thinking about real estate. And I believe I started thinking about real estate after I read Rich Dad Poor Dad at 20 years old, but I was down on Wall Street uh-huh. at 19 years old because I didn't go to college, so I needed something to do. Um, but yeah, I totally understand that, man. So most people look at the the business credit world, they look at the financial world and think, is especially when it comes to business credit, because it could be a little deceiving, yeah. especially when it comes to, to real estate. People think that you need to have all of these resources or maybe a great credit score in order to be able to build your business credit, uh, which is not true. And and you and I both know this. Right. But why don't we talk to the audience looking to gain capital for their real estate business in order to be able to grow it? Because at the end of the day, man, you really do need capital. Uh, I think wholesaling is a is a great uh, beginner's game to build up capital. But once you get access to the capital, and if you don't have to wholesale your way to getting the capital, um, it can really open up some doors for you as a real estate investor. One caveat to that, though, I believe wholesaling uh, not only is a great way to build capital, but it's also a great way to understand how to find discounted properties. Right. right? So that's the benefit of wholesaling real estate. But let's talk about those opportunities that are available or even taking a step back for a second, let's talk about finding the capital, being able to get the capital without having to kill yourself wholesaling real estate all the time. So what are some of the misconceptions that you feel people have when it comes to business credit versus 
personal credit and building capital under your business name? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people um, misconception of the two is that, you know, when you have a business credit card that you're building business credit, which is not true, right? Because when you get a business credit card, you're really just really building your personal credit. And so you want to make your business fundable, you know, fundable, right? So how you make your business fundable, you have to build business credit. You have to get a DUNS number. And once you get a DUNS number, you need about three or four trade lines in order to generate, you know, a pay debt score. And once you get to that portion of building the payday score and most of them small cars are like maybe like, a, you know, a quill or like a, a um, gas fuel car. And those are the most common cars like we call starter cars to get that business credit, you know, going or generated, if you will, to generate a payday score. And so once you do that, then you become more fundable. And what more fundable means is that now you not only have to use you know, your SSN, your social security number in order to attain funding. Now you can actually attain corporate credit cards, which are also business credit cards in order to, you know, make your business, you know, look a bit more good on paper. What I mean by that is now you can go out, get a, you know, a business credit card without using your personal social security number. So there's no PG. And then you can build up that 10, 15, 20, 30,000 lines of credit. And then after that, then you get into the range of literally just being able to tap into commercial real estate loans under your business name, not ever, ever, ever using a personal guarantee. And I think that's pretty dope, man, because, you know, so, so like for, for me, for example, I have four different businesses. We built business credit under each business. Right. Um, how do we do it? Like you said, you got to you got to number one, have a, uh, a business phone number, a business address. You got to have all your docs in a row. Um, you got to go out. You got to, uh, you know, we started off with Quill Granger and um, what's the other one? Quill Granger and Uline. Yep, you got to, yep. uh, with Quill and Granger, they want to be prepaid for 90 days. Yep. I believe Uline, no, it was Quill. And, no, it might have been Granger and oh, Granger is 30, net 30. Net 30 is Granger. Yeah. All of them are really net 30. Yeah. But two of them, I think it was Quill and Uline, they want to be paid up front for the 90 days, but they'll still report it. To your so you as like a net ninety, a net, right. a net ninety thirty day, a net a net thirty rather, a net exactly because it goes out three months exactly. So, but it's the same it, difference, right? It's you the like, same you thing. Order, yeah, you order something, then you pay for it on the spot, and then I mean, they still technically say it's net ninety. Right. But then after off. after a few months, though, man, then you start going, you start tapping into other lines, like you said, the gas cards and the staples and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Get that going. But it's a great way to build some credit, establish some some history under your business. And then you can start going after the bigger numbers. Yes. But what's the benefit of having access to this stuff? Like you said, man, start tapping into commercial real estate without using your own personal credit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the, yeah, the, I mean, think about it. if you're in the real estate business and you have a real estate holding, this would be a great opportunity for you to be able to literally get out of the business of just wholesaling and really just tap into some lines of credit for you can be able to, you know, if you're in the, in the business of flipping properties, you know, that's great because then you there's lines of credit for that. You can just drop that line, buy a house, pay it, out, pay it back out, keep the profit, do it again, do it again, do it again. And then, hey, if you're traveling from one property to another property, then that's when you tap into auto loans, right? Under the business name. And that's another, that's another way, you know, to travel back and forth to your different properties tax write-off, paying for gas, and also it's an incentive because guess what? It's under your business name, and that's also a tax write-off because you're making monthly payments under the corporation's name. 
That's right, man. Quick question for you. Is it true that when it comes to building business credit, uh, when you start getting these uh, these credit card offers and you start getting these loan offer offers from these different companies, you can actually get more money quicker than you can uh, through your through your business name than you can through your personal name. So let me reiterate that. Basically, what I'm saying is you can actually get loans, larger sums, larger amounts of loans quicker through your business name than you can through your personal name. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's true because like, you know, you have MCA loans, which are really just revenue, you know, financing loans. Those don't really even for the most part require a credit score. Right. And then you can get up to millions of dollars. Right. More million, two million, depending on the lender. It can be stacked, you know, uh, for different loans, different lenders participating in that loan for you. And those are just really just really just generated by just the revenue that you make and they um, you pay a daily, weekly or monthly you know, payment to these guys. But then when it comes to commercial loans, you got 100,000 all the way up to $20 million, right? Mm-hmm. With no personal guarantee, just really just looking at your financials and your financials will be determined by which, you know, your bank statements, 12 months, to kind of see if you qualify for that particular loan. What that really simply means is that how can you, how are you gonna pay it back, right? Everybody wants to know that part. And so, you know, you can't really do that, you know, when you have like your personal credit, there's no way in the world that they're going to give you a $20 million loan unless you make some really, really good money, right? But see, when you ask your business, it's really based on your revenue of your business. And so you go on from 10000 to $20 million, and those loans really take, you know, 15, 30, 45 days to close. Nice, man. So the opportunities are there. It's endless when it comes to, obviously, the more money you make, the more you'll, you'll get in loans. But- it's endless when it comes to these business credit opportunities and helping you grow your real estate business or any business that you want to start at the end of the day, right? But most people face obstacles when trying to get these loans. Let's talk about some of these obstacles people might face. Oh, I mean, I mean, just getting a loan in these days and time is always difficulty trying to face, uh, you know, going to a traditional way. You know, I'm an alternative financing kind of guy. You know, I always try to find the alternative way to finance stuff. Trying to somewhat avoid the bank way, especially when you're into real estate, because when you're into real estate, I mean, man, it's just so many different hurdles. So, you know, owner financing became like key for me when I was into, you know, real estate, you know, especially when I was buying different properties, because now I can deal strictly with the owner and I can work out the terms, you know, that fits me, fits him, fits her. And then we can make a deal based on that. But then trying to obtain loans, you know, this, you know, your personal credit is put a screen on your personal credit. So let's just say one or two properties go bad, you know, then you really just stop. Right. And so now, you know, um, that, you know, third or fourth year, I, I just started learning about business credit when I was like, you know, 2021. And I just really started utilizing that way of really just going, you know, the way of just really building up my real estate holdings right before I became like that finance director for this guy, for the, you know, for the, you know, the contractor. But it was a great way to do it because then now I had to participate, you know, always just showing my personal, you know, finances, you know, it really was just based on the property that I own at the time. I can cross collateralize on the different properties that I own, or I can just continue to use the cash flow from the properties I was generating that was, you know, generating producing incomes, like, you know, the rent rolls that I had. These was just the better ways for me to really just obtain funding. And now it's always, you know, kind of show my tax returns, if you will. I think people uh, tend to forget what the purpose of, getting into the real estate business is right and a lot of it 
is because of the, the wholesaling aspect of it is, is fast money. What people don't realize, and I'm not knocking wholesaling at all. I love wholesaling, right? I do it every single month, every single week, right? But what people tend to forget is you can't retire off of wholesaling. You know, it's, it's a, it's a hot, it's a full-time job. It really is, especially when you're doing it by yourself, right? So in reality, what you really need to, what people need to really keep in mind is what the end goal is. And real estate investing really provides you with that opportunity to be able to have that passive income coming in, right? So although wholesaling is sexy, it, it looks great. You know, I can go and flip a house, never owning the property. What people tend to forget is you only get paid on wholesaling one time, right? So although it needs to be a part of your business, in reality, when you got access to business credit, when you got access to financing for your real estate business, you can buy those long-term holds, which will gain the wealth for you through the real estate and somebody else is paying for it. It makes That's sense, true. man. That's right? Long-term, somebody else is paying for you. It's basically like putting money in a bank that somebody's sitting in, in your account every single month for you without you even having to work. Yeah, I mean, you know, wholesaling is the way to get in too. You know, because I, I believe that's what you told me how you really just got into real estate. Yeah. Wholesaling well, is one I, of the I, best ways. I actually started rehabbing first, then I got into wholesaling. Right? Yeah. Wholesaling and buying hold, I, I started doing that at the same time, but I started off as a rehabber. But again, it's active income, man. It's not passive. So no, not passive. I'm only as good as my last deal, man. I only get paid one time. Right? I like that. I like continuous money, man. <laughs> so yeah. without without having to do the work multiple times, man. But that's funny because me, a, a friend of uh, mine and my wife was all sitting around talking, and I'll say, "Look, you know, there's two ways to be an entrepreneur, right? One way is to be an entrepreneur is literally to build uh, a great brand, a great business, a, a great company, and then literally let that company make money for you, or start a business and become a worker of the business that you start. It's only two ways you can do entrepreneurship." And the former is way better than the latter, right? Because yep. you want to be in that passive seat. You know, you don't want to work really hard for the purpose of you to work all your life, right? You, you're creating something to order for you to have passive income. And so when you start in real estate, it's really good to, you know, do the flipping of the houses and, and you know, do wholesaling. Because these are the ways you kind of learn, like, the back end stuff of real estate that they really don't teach you. But at some point, you want to get into the driver's seat. You know, you want to be in a place where you're owning multiple homes, where you're getting rent rolls and you're only, like, you know, commercial buildings, when I say commercial buildings, I'm talking about like maybe 15, 15, 30, 10 unit apartment buildings. But you can, can just continue to generate that income. And not only you just generate the income now, now you actually have an asset, a hard asset that's going to go up in value at some point in time. So you're doing two things for yourself. You, you're, you're creating equity and you got passive income all at the same time. So you want to be in that driver's seat and you don't want to be on the bird job seat all the time when it comes to real estate. That's right, man. And you know, at the end of the day, Let's be real, man. Um, when it comes to operating a business, if you're if you're working in that business and you're and you're the only one that's operating the business, or the business needs you to survive, is a high paying job. At the end of the day, that's what wholesaling right. is a high paying job, right? It's another you basically create created a job for yourself and again i'm not knocking wholesaling i love wholesaling yeah not likewise you know because that hey look money is money um but if you want to be a passive um passive investor you know you want to make those steps and you gotta I, really, like i said i believe wholesaling is a great way to learn the business it is 
but in reality, man, you know, you really got to have a fine balance between the two, mm-hmm. you know, but I want to, if I had to do it all over again, you know, it's been 20 years I've, I've been in the business. Um, if I had to do it all over again, I would hold more properties, uh, yeah. especially some of those, some of the better wholesale deals that I let go, I would be holding a lot more. I would own close to a couple thousand properties at this point. Think about that, man. Yeah. Right. I wish I would do the same same way. I wish I wish I would have really just kept my holdings in real estate, and then when I got into private equity, just continue the margin of just holding property, um, real property, and then just buying, you know, distressed companies like I used to. And I, I wish I would have had the difference between the two for diversity purposes. Mm-hmm. But you know. You know, 2008, 2009 happened. It kind of just made me bitter with real estate for a little while. But yeah. I wish I would. I wish I just looking back at it, just like, dang, I, I kind of, I just kind of dropped the ball on that. So let's talk to the audience, man. Let, let's talk to the to to the people who are wholesaling. And you know, congrats to everybody who got their first deal done. Or if you're already doing deals, you know, congrats on 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 your wholesaling success, right? I want you to keep wholesaling properties, of course. But I also want you to start thinking about the longevity of your business, long term, uh, a long term game plan. Right. So what's the long term game plan? Do you want to be wholesaling houses at 50 and 60 years old or do you want to be sitting back doing what you want to do with your time? And, you know, for me, business is all about time and freedom. Right. That's why we wholesale. Wholesale provides you with the the freedom part because of the amount of money you can make doing it, but it doesn't provide you with the time. You know what provides you with the time? The passive part, which can give you both time and freedom. And I'm huge on time and freedom. I want to be able to do what I want when I want to do it with who I want to do it with, right? So let's talk to the audience a little bit of, a little bit about getting the funds that they need in order to be able to start that passive income stream in a business. And even if you're wholesaling right now, how can they use some of that capital to be able to build up a wholesale business that can feed the passive part of their business? So what, what would be five steps that our listeners can take to get started building their finances in their business name? Right. I mean, the first step is, you know, building business credit. And like you said, making sure that you have the right setup, website, Um, emails that corresponds with your company name, Um, not like, you know, something consulting at Gmail. It needs to be something, your name at consulting.com. That needs to line up. Your 401 needs to line up with the phone number. I know all this stuff sounds very, very minor, but trust me, you know, as you know, and I know it makes a lot of sense. All these things have to in line with each other. And then you want to build business credit. That's the third thing. You want to be able to build that business credit and you want to start off with those I like to call them the, the starter cards that get you ready for fundability, right? So you need that quill, you need that Granger, you need um, those cards in order to get started. Then you move on to those fuel cards that get you started. And then you can get into the process of really building business credit. And that's the fifth part, being called, um, you know, that stage of being fundability. You know, even granted that, you know, we have loans from 10,000 to, like I said, 20 million. And, you know, your LTV will be somewhere between 70 percentages, something of that fat, maybe 75, depending on the commercial property it's producing. But, you know, you, you're thinking about this. You know, you're building a relationship with multiple lenders across the board. Right. And so let's say you have, you know, two deals that you're working on. At least you can have several different lenders that you can work with at one time instead of having one lender trying to do all your properties. Right. And then we also have private, you know, lenders as well. 
and private investors that kind of help us with our real estate deals as well, too. So we just don't deal with commercial lenders. We also deal with private individuals as well. And so that gets you really ready, ready to gear it up to go to get into this, you know, the driver's seat and getting the, you know, the loans that you need in order to obtain, you know, the property that you want. How long do you think it'll take for someone to be able to get, let's say, their first $250,000 in business credit? Is it harder to get to that level under the business versus your personal name? Like, how long do you think it'll normally take? Well, you know, every, you know, everyone is different. And, you know, I always tell people, you know, expect to spend about three to six months in one of our programs when it comes to building business credit. Because you got to think about like this. When you first start building your personal credit, it wasn't fast, right? It wasn't like, you know, you got your first credit card and next thing you know, you, you went out and brought a Bentley. No, no, you didn't do that, right? You, you took some steps, right? You got that first little card. And, you know, for me, it was I got Gateway first, right? This is way back in the day. Gateway give you a computer. It was funded. And you make payments on it. Then I got a credit card. Then that credit card became a car loan, so on and so forth. Right. So it's a process to that. But for business credit, it really is not that long as personal credit. You can take this thing from three to six months and really establish some business credit in order to put you, like I said, in the driver's seat in order to tame, you know, really fundable loans for your business and also lines of credit and credit cards. Got you. Got you, man. So it's not really as difficult as it is with personal credit. I'm not saying that personal credit is hard. But, you know, business credit can, you know, get an access to the capital that you need can happen a lot faster for you. Right. Right. Especially if you've been in business for quite a while, you know, two or three years, you know, because you already have when I say about two or three years, you already have established business, meaning that you mm -hmm. have revenue. You know, you have a, clearly you have a phone number. You may have two or three employees if it's just yourself or an assistant, what have you. So you have something right. You're paying yourself. Right. Either whether it be the passive income that you're, you know, you're, you're making money from where else where you use your escort. It doesn't matter. Right. You have that, you know, the stability, that establishment, if you will. So that's important. But then, you know, for us, we have loans that really just spread out, right? You know, if you're just starting off, we have a loan really particularly for people like that, for starter loans, right? And those are lines of credit that goes up to, you know, up to $100,000, $50,000. And these are for people that have a 680 credit score or better. See, some of the stuff that we have are credit driven, which helps you when you want to get, you know, your business started for like startup businesses. And then for those established, you just really just use no PG. So, so do you have to and this is a question for the audience right do you have to have really good credit in order to build business credit no no absolutely not no that's the whole purpose of building business credit right so you cannot you know just alleviate yourself from always using your personal credit now granted there's sometimes where you really want to go off a large amount of money that you're going to use your credit but when i say use your credit it does not mean that it's going to be credit score driven it mean that they're going to just hold you accountable for paying back that money, right? Because as you, as officer of your corporation, they want to make sure that you're going to be the responsible party to make sure this money is paid back. So even though they may check your credit in certain loans in certain situations, doesn't mean that it's credit score driven, right? They just want to make sure that you're going to be held accountable. If the company defaults, they'll come after you next. Right. So, so you're going to have to personally guarantee it basically. Got you. Got you, man. So obviously there's a lot to cover when it comes to building business credit. You have you guys have a ton of uh, content on your YouTube page, man. I'm going to go ahead and link that in the uh, description box. But how can our listeners get in contact with you for more information on how to do this? 
Yeah, uh, creditsuite.com. Um, that's uh, S-U-I-T-E.com. And if you go in there, like I'm looking at our beautiful website now, if you just hit that business loans, literally, 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 you'll find a, about over 25 different, you know, business um, products that we have from our uh, hybrid um, line of credit, which is the one I was just telling you about that helps startup businesses, all the way down to our commercial lending, SBA loans, um, you know, MCA loans, which is revenue generating loans. And I can just go on and on and on. But creditsuite.com is the way you can find us and get in contact with us to really just get started. Cool. And expect to spend about six months or so really building up your credit. You know, think long term. Don't think about short term gain. Long term is always going to be better for you. All right. And it's going to be healthier, stronger foundation and everything. Right. So I want you guys to check out creditsuite.com. I'm going to make sure I link their YouTube page in the uh, description box, along with uh, Brandy's uh, social media and information. By the way, man, how can they find you on social media, Brandy? Uh, Social media is Will. That's W-I-L-L dot Brandy, B-R-A-N-D-Y. That's literally on everything, Instagram, Facebook, and also on Twitter. Sounds good, man. Make sure y'all check Brandy out, man. Brandy is uh, dope. I was actually on their podcast not so long ago. Yeah. Appreciate the love, man. But uh, for sure, definitely check out that episode. Matter of fact, I'm going to link that in this yeah. video somewhere up at the top. Make sure you, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you you uh, uh, check this out in the description box, the uh, interview that I did with them. And in addition to that, man, uh, make sure you check Brandy out. Hit him up, ask him some questions, but be sure to at least look into creditsuite.com to be able to get your business credit situation right because this is access to capital that you don't have to have under your personal name and it's like having a fresh slate if your credible if your credit is terrible right now so i'm building business credit right you can do that you know to be able to get the funds that you need without having to put it under your personal name so just start looking into it start taking some action I'm, i'm a firm believer in taking massive action in order to get the result that you want but it all starts with knowing what to do. And you can get that information at creditsuite.com. Um, Brandy, man, any last words for our listeners at all? Uh, no, man, just um, we'll love to have you. Like I said, just join us, creditsuite.com. We do a lot of webinars too. So, you know, like you said, you're going to drop that, um, you know, that link. And if you, if you just go to our YouTube channel, for those, you know, that's just starting off in business credit, it's always good to just go to one of our links that we just really just take you one by one. But we just hold your hand and we just give you instructions on how to build business credit. And it's always a good way to check one of our webinars out to do that. Excellent, man. One more thing, bro. What are you currently reading right now to help you uh, move forward in your your business? I'm not reading anything right now. I'm actually working on a book. So, you know, nice. I'm spending some time trying to finish that book off. Uh, I've been saying this for the last six years. So hopefully in the next one or two years, I haven't finished. Sounds good, man. I'm not going to link any books, but I, you know what I'll do? I'll link a recommended reading. I think it'll help you build your business credit in the, uh, in the uh, description box for you guys. But uh, when Brandy's book comes out, uh, He'll let us know and you guys can pick up a copy of that as well. But definitely check him out at Credit Suite and across all social media platforms right now. Brandy Williams, man, it's been a great podcast. It's been a pleasure having you on board, man. We look forward to having you again in the near future. And listen, I'm going to talk to you guys on the next one. Peace.
Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to jamelgibbs.com or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash jamelgibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash the Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm in LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content, more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to reieducationacademy.com. And that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.